is a well-respected high school football scout, known for his unpopular opinion and brash commentary. The coach, Keith Miller. He's a well-respected national high school football recruiting analyst. Craig, Craig Biggins. Together they bring you the transparent truth. The world's number one source for high school football recruiting news and interviews. In the transparent truth. Tr- 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 <laughs> welcome, welcome. You're now listening to the transparent truth. It's your boy, Coach Keith. Friday matchup show. Recording live on a Tuesday. Not in studio with me, but you know I got my main man, Greg Biggins, on the line. GB, what it do? Keith Miller. That's me. What's it like to be you? You, you know what? It's, it's a beautiful thing. You know what I mean? Married to a beautiful woman. Three beautiful kids. And uh, living a good life, hosting the transparent truth, my man. I have no complaints. God has truly blessed me. That's beautiful. That was beautifully said. Hey, man. How are you? I'm good. I got no complaints either. Hey, man. It's the Friday matchup show. And uh, we've got five games that we want to look at in depth player matchups, coaching matchups, venues. We're going to break it all down for you. But before we get to that, GB. We got to remind everybody out there that every week we have a sleeper of the week. Hey, we want to remind everybody, tune in every Wednesday for our sleeper of the week segment. Really want to thank our guy, Larry Miller. He's allowing us to showcase unknown prospects that need to be brought to the spotlight. Larry is all about family and community, and his support is helping to change the lives of young players across the country. Each week, young men are getting scholarship offers after being featured on this show. So thank you, Larry. When we have business and a man that is really entrenched in the community, we need to show our support right back at him. Sit and Sleep is the only place that offers advanced sleep technology. Greg? Body diagnostics. That's five-star stuff. This is high-quality stuff. Lay down on a mattress, and within seconds, thousands of sensors can help you find the absolute right mattress for you. Wow, within seconds? Seconds. Man, that's awesome. Sit and Sleep. They'll beat anyone's advertised price, or your mattress is free. Appreciate you, Larry Miller. Thank you, Larry. All right, and we're back. GB, it's the matchup show, my man. We've got five great games. We've got five-star prospects. We've got excellent coaching duels. What do you got for us? Get us started. Yeah, so hopefully people don't roll their eyes because of our five games. Three are from that one league that rhymes with Brimity, which for those who don't know, that's Trinity. Um, yeah. But we're gonna. But hey, you know what? Maybe week one it's just kind of a lighter week. Apologies, there's just not a lot of great games that we want to talk about. Week one. Week one, but there is a couple non-Trinity games that are, are kind of enticing. How about we start off with Calabasas versus Westlake, Keith? I like that Calabasas Westlake. A lot of talented kids. Very good coaching matchups. Let's break it down, GB. How do you want to start this? Uh, why don't we talk about? The Westlake Warriors, who were just upset by yeah. Grace Brethren. That's they right. They were rolling. Rolling. Yeah. Talking trash. Kayvon. Kayvon is laughing now. <laughs> He's laughing after at the that, Warriors. After that debacle. Yeah. I mean, that just, I did not see that. And not to take anything away from Grace Brethren, who's a CIF champion, although half their players transferred out of there. Right. They are still a great program. Coach Henderson's a great coach. But Westlake is coming in this game 
I would say they're kind of staggering a little bit, Keith. A little bit. They're, they're taking on a Calabasas team who lost their opener to a really, really good Jay Sarah team. They've been rolling ever since. They had a big win over Valencia last week. It's sure. the defense. It's the Chris Claiborne factor adding some much-needed grit and toughness. You know they have the quarterback. You know they have the three or four receivers. They have the running back, Keith and Gooden. But they're playing some tough, hard-nosed defense. Westlake has some guys. You're all tournament. Oh, you're all all midseason DB Cameron Fabio Kalanen is yes, out there. You also had Jason Heller on your all half of the season team. They have Gabe Floyd. They have a good team. They're five and one. It uh, it should be a good one, Keith. It's going to be at. Where is this game going to be at? It is going to be at Westlake. At Westlake, okay. Prime uh, prime real estate. Beautiful area. Out beautiful there, right? people. Beautiful area. Beautiful beautiful, people, beautiful energy. Yeah, so, ah. It's gonna be it's gonna be a good one. I'm looking at AGB. I'm looking at the Oaks Christian running. So not excluding, but Calabasas running game with. Keith and Gooden with Johnny Williams. Um, I think they do a good job kind of sprinkling the run game. They're a pass first team, right? They want to get the ball out to Burton, to Wilson, to Pittman. Um, they got playmakers on the outside. Jane Casey's a ball distributor, high level, Fresno State commit. The junior gets the ball out quickly. He's an excellent decision maker with the football. He protects it at all costs. He's a high touchdown, low turnover type of quarterback. Ken Westlake bounce back from getting rolled on on the ground by Lontrell Diggs and that Grace Brethren offense going against now Gooden and Williams in the backfield for Calabasas. And Gabe Floyd has got to put his stamp on this game and take away that Calabasas running game and force them to be just one-dimensional at that point in time. Put the emphasis on Cab Famiculana and locking down on the edges. I can see him matching up against you know, 2025 star Johnny Wilson, who's having a good year so far. Cam is an excellent football player. I like the matchup there. You know, who's going to guard Michael Pittman? Micah Pittman. He's electric in the slot or on the outside. He's a catch and run guy. He's on Twitter every week making people miss and doing his dance. And uh, what about Jermaine Burton? I mean, by... By my account, because I've saw I've seen him firsthand. I mean, this kid is electric with the ball in his hands. Um, he's he's good down the field, but when he catches the short one, he can go to distance. GB, I think it's a tough matchup for Westlake. I'm not sure if they have enough on the back end to defend the Calabasas' versatile passing game. In addition to that. How will Calabasas defend with their improved defense? You know, the, the dynamic Jason Heller, who's in the slot, who's in the backfield and returning punts. Patrick Robert, quarterback. Marco Siderman, the quarterback. Both guys have been productive at the position. Is Fab, can we, is, is Fab, is Cam Fabiculanen going to play some offense? What about the tight end? Is the big boy back? Is he down the seam catching catching balls and making plays, GB? We got to find that out as the week moves forward. But um, I like this game for Calabasas. I think they're going to have too much for Westlake. I'm going to call this Calabasas 35, Westlake 24, GB. Yeah, that's a good call. It was, it was, I read an interesting quote. I'm going to read it out loud right now. Following that game, uh, Coach Kirksey from Westlake after they lost said 
after uh, this is after Jason Heller was held to just two catches for five yards. He said they took our one threat, Jason Heller, away from us pretty early. Mm. Our one threat. Very it, interesting. It's almost that's a little bit alarming if you only have one threat. It's also kind of a maybe it's a challenge to the rest of your teammates. I'm sure the rest of the uh, the running back receivers probably like one threat. What are we? Chop liver here, coach. So right. I don't know if he was challenging them. I know Patrick Roberg played again, second game in a row. Uh, Marco Sadami was out with an ankle. So uh, Roberg's first game was, was two weeks ago. I think you had him in your stat star of the week. Yes. He threw, he was okay this past week, 229, and uh, also rushed from 54, but um, not a high percentage, percentage completion in that one. So I'm not sure if Marco was coming back or not, but I kind of like Calabasas in this one too, Keith. Give me your score one more time. 35-24, Calabasas is my pick. I think Casey and those, the group of receivers also with that running game, I think they're just too diversified on offense. They got a, they got a really good balance and mixture of playmakers and, and physicality up front. I think they're going to get the job done against Westlake. Yeah, you know, you mentioned Jermaine Burton and, and among Johnny Wilson and Micah Pittman, he's been their best guy. He's been the, the deep threat. He's been the, the rack. Yeah, he's been he's really good. Dependable. Yeah, yeah he's, he's been really good. He could have easily made our Wednesday uh, top receivers for the midway point. He's sure. Been tremendous. No doubt. Uh, next game, Keith, Bishop Amont, who is coming into this game, 4-1. Uh, and one. They just had a big win over a cathedral team two weeks ago. They might have had a bye this past weekend. I think they did. Um, they are taking on Chaminade, who's played just a brutal non-league schedule. Obviously, sure. two of the best teams in the country. St. John Bosco and Folsom. Uh, hasn't been easy. So this is the first league game. This is the Mission League. It's probably the second best team league in the state after the Trinity League. Obviously, Sarah is also in this league. Notre Dame Sherman Oaks is also in this league. So it's a great league. Sure. But uh, Bishop Amont and Chaminade, the Eagles. Keith, what do you think? Yeah, so I think Bishop Amont is in a great place here to get a big win to start off league play. Um, they got an experienced backfield. Um, they're physical, as always, up front. They do a great job of playing discipline on defense and getting 11 hats on the football. Chaminade has struggled offensively. Quarterback Ryan Steve has been running for his life when they're in the spread. They cannot get a consistent running game going when they're in their kind of eye wing, running their pitch play, their power pitch that Coach Croson is so known for. They just don't seem to be in sync and in rhythm on offense. I know a lot of people are calling Chaminade to get a W here. I'm going against the grain. I'm going Bishop Amont in a tight one here. 17-14. Amont gets the W. Love the Chaminade linebacker core. Thomas, Anzalados, Erhart. But I think Bishop Amont figures out a way to get a late field goal and take this one 17-14. The Lancers over the Eagles. Okay, I'm writing this down. I actually like I actually like Bishop Amon also, Keith. I don't know what the odds are. Yeah. It was so funny. I didn't know that you even had odds until you told me that. Now I've <laughs> seen other people talking about it. But uh Yeah. No, Amon did have a bye this past weekend. Remember, battle tested. Sure. They dude Keith, they were a two point conversion away from beating Jay Sarah. Yeah. Earlier in the year. I remember. They went for two, which yeah. I love. Always go for two. So Four and one record with an asterisk. They got a win for over modern day, but uh, no Blake Archuleta, a good quarterback. Uh, doesn't know what's going on with uh, 
with Moore. Yeah, uh, Damian, Damian Moore. Moore. He hasn't, he sure. hasn't played. So, but they have another guy, Kenny Collins, who's been running the ball pretty well. Shamanaz, love the defense, love the linebackers. I like big Liam Galuli up front. I like Chris Rakers in the back end, but I don't know what it is. I just don't have a great vibe. Hopefully, they're all healthy, but I just don't have a great vibe with Shamanaz this year. So yeah. I'm going to lean toward Fishman as well on that one. Hey, so modern day coming off of the uh, uh, coming off of an emotional win. Sure. Um, I'm sure they probably wish they had their bye this weekend, but they do not. They're taking on the Servite Friars. Uh, the Servite Friars did have their bye, so they're going to be rested, and they're pretty battle tested. They played they played a good schedule. Uh, they were upset a couple weeks ago by Villa Park. I actually like that Villa Park team. So that's no no shame at all. I think Villa Park just has one loss. Now it's like a 12-point loss to Mission Viejo, Keith. So mm-hmm. Villa Park's good. You know, obviously Paul Pifari and our guy Zion Alafazio over at uh, Villa Park now. Sure. But Servite, um, they're 3-1, and one, and they're taking on Modern Day. It's, uh, this is a rivalry game like no other. If you've ever been to a, a Servite Modern Day game, and even when one of the teams is down, it's still awesome. You have sure. Servite sides black. The blackout, black right. balloons, and on the red side, it's all red, red balloons, all. I mean, you go. These guys are tailgating at like two o'clock in the afternoon, nice. seven thirty game. It's it's a beautiful thing. Um, but I don't know. I know you love Servite Keith. Do you think they have enough to a keep this close and b even challenge and pull out an upset win? Well, here's the thing. This is a, this is a rivalry game. Not only is this a rivalry game, GB, but you mentioned before. Modern day coming off of an emotional win. This is a little bit of a trap game for modern day. A rivalry game off of a big national showcase and the emotional win over IMG. I think modern day starts slow. I think Servite keeps it close for a half. I think maybe modern day pulls away in the second half. Uh, can't count out Troy Thomas's bunch. They have a physical defense. Fuller on the back end is very physical. They have uh, Ender Aguilar, the defensive end, who's setting the edge, getting a great pass rush week in and week out. i just not sure that they have enough offensively to be able to compete with four quarters right now with the likes of Modern Day. The Monarchs are explosive on offense. I think they kind of get their second win in the second half this week. They put their foot on the gas pedal, and they turn up the juice on the Friars, I'm taking modern day 42, Servite 14. That sounds fair. I just I wonder how beat up modern day is right now. I was kind of staying late, you know, doing my little interview thing. That uh, is probably my least favorite part of the job. But <laughs> those guys, man, they look like they were literally just through a war. So yeah. Hopefully they got ice. And uh, some cryotherapy, and, and they'll be ready to go. <laughs> some good old cryotherapy. <laughs> Have you ever done that before? No, but it, I laugh at it every time I see it. I just la- oh, it makes yeah. me laugh. It looks legit, but it looks like it's painful. It's so cool. I heard you just freeze your your sack off. But if I can say that, <laughs> yeah, uh, I'm, I'm good. And I guess that's that's the part that gets the, the coldest. Is uh, okay. That's probably a little TMI. Hey, yeah. Gold, let's jump from that. Let's jump from that to Orange Lutheran Santa Margarita. That's my nice little segue. Yep. I don't, I don't know how that's a segue, but I just. That's all right. Orange Lewis out of Margarita. Orange Lewis, Margarita. Keith, Orange Lewis 0-5 last year in league play. Do they get a win? They get a win. I think 0-5 still stings from last year. Going through the training league, obviously the toughest league in the country. Unbelievable talent. Great coaches. 
But I think that stings, and, and I know for a fact it stings. Uh, talking with Kyle Ford over the summer, talking with Bo Helensky over the summer, they want to get the taste of 0-5 out of their mouth. I think they get it out early and often here. I think they put the juice uh, on Santa Margarita. I think they kick it into high gear offensively. I got a big score here. I like I like Ebock at Santa Margarita. They got some players over there. But I think Orange Lutheran is primed to get their first win in two years in the Trinity League. I'm going Orange Lutheran 49, Santa Margarita 31. 49 to 31. There it is. My man Jackson yeah, Cloy with the pick six last week. Want to shout him out. He's a, I've been saying it for a while. He's a really good football player, and yeah, he's really he going out making plays. He is. That's, that's, that's a long way to run. No question. So you got Santa Margarita scoring a lot of points, 49 to 31. Yeah, yeah, I do. I do. I think it's going to be a high-scoring matchup. I think Ryan Helensky comes in with a chip on his shoulder. Kyle Ford shows out. Maharo, Hawkins, Logan Lloyd. They got a lot of firepower offensively for the Lancers. Not sure Santa Margarita can keep up for four quarters. Uh, they're going to try. Uh, they'll play with great effort and great discipline, but I think the skill talent at Orange Lutheran is the difference maker. So the game of the week, Keith, and it's not even close. There is no close second. This is the game of the week, not just in Southern California, but all over California. Maybe the country. Wow. I mean, I don't know what Jay Sarah's nationally ranked, but Boston is ranked at least one by Max Preps, maybe two by USA Today or whoever else. So I think Jay Sarah might be ranked in the top 20 nationally. So, okay, this is a good game. Yeah. Um, Jay Sarah, again, battle tested, right? They played Amon. They played Pinnacle from Arizona. They played another good team, Calabasas. Yeah. Um, Bosco, because to not not their fault at all. No one wants to play them right now. And in years past, usually playing Shamanag would, would be, uh, you know, a good game. It wasn't this year. Um, Millie Lani from Hawaii was okay. Tempu of Utah was okay. But they haven't played a game where I don't think their starters have played in the fourth quarter. I think Millie Lani was probably the only game they played in the, in the second half, period. What do you think? Obviously, Bosco is a huge favorite. Sure. For all the reasons. Great quarterback, great running game, big offensive line, fast, physical, mean, aggressive defense. Yeah. What can Jay Sarah do to pull off this upset in this game? Good question. What can Jay Sarah do to pull off this upset? Well, as being an underdog coach, a couple things that you need to take care of. Number one, you got to take care of the football, right? Turnovers are going to be key. You can't give... DJ in that offense, a short field. Number two, you got to make a play on special teams, whether it's a surprise onside kick, whether it's a two-point conversion off a swinging gate. You got to do something to change the momentum of the game on special teams. And lastly, you got to find a way to be balanced on offense. Bosco may have the best defense in the country. These guys are mature, for one reason or another. They're fast. They're physical. They're aggressive. They're mean. When you have a defense like that, how do you attack them, Greg? Misdirection. You got to get a fast defense going one way and bring it back the other way. Be looking for an early flea flicker. A early reverse, Greg. A, uh, a early... 
you know, speed sweep, something to catch Bosco's defense off guard. If you try to attack them with your base offense early, it's not going to be successful. They're bigger, they're faster, they're stronger than you are. They're quicker up front. That defensive line is loaded. They go eight deep with Division One players. It's going to be interesting. Coach Harlow, former offensive line coach, does a great job with his offensive line, and they've got good players up front. Percy, Suifilo, Suliafu, excuse me. Um, they've got kids up front who can play. Bosco's got more. Okay, misdirection. Change up your snap count, move the pocket, find space for your dual threat quarterback to operate and put pressure on the defense. At this point in time, it's killer because you got to attack or be attacked. Bosco's defense is going to try to attack you. You got to be a great counter puncher here. Um, Jay Sarah, they have good weapons. Chris Street's a great running back. Sammy Green's a dynamic uh, player out of the backfield and then slot. Outside, Shimon Moore is very good as a compliment to Tariq Luckett. They've got players. Bosco has more. It's going to come down to special teams and turnovers first. The ability to be a counterpuncher with counterpuncher with redirect plays, redirection plays early in the game. Kind of put Bosco on their heels if you can. Don't let the defense feast. With all that being said, I think Bosco is too talented. They're too fast. I think they're too balanced on offense. I got Bosco here doubling up Jay Sarah, 56-28, GB. 56-28. That's a lot of points. But that is a very good Bosco offense. So, yeah. Sean Nielsen is rolling around in his grave. He's not even dead yet. Saying, <laughs> 56 points, Coach Keith? What the heck? I'm sorry. That's a pretty good Bosco offense, and they're kind of clicking on all cylinders right now. I doubt it's going to change your prediction or score, but uh, but Munir McLean has been playing well. He's back as well, so it's, it's the third a third receiver. Yeah, so no, they got, a, they got an offense. Yeah, and I think they I think they will score. I think they will have some success moving a ball at times. I think they might hit a couple chunk plays. I just don't think they're going to hit enough, and. This Bosco offense is virtually unstoppable right now. Their balance is, is, I mean, it's devastating. Their balance. They are equally as as effective in the air as they are on the ground with their two backs now, Savage, Halani. They got a physical offensive line led by, you know, Talaval, Drake Metcalf. What are you going to do? It's a tough matchup for anyone. You know, it's a tough matchup for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, let alone the J.C. Lions. Bad boys. Yeah. What you going to do? What you going to do when they come for you, Coach Keith? <laughs> what are you going to do when they come for you? I don't know. I have this, this vision of, of Jay Sarah listening to this and saying, hey, let's go flea flicker. That's going to take like eight seconds. And in that eight-second span, you're going to see someone like Cole Aubrey off the edge and just absolutely kill the poor quarterback while he's waiting for this ball to be flicked back to him. I okay. hope you don't go with a flea flick. I like misdirection plays, but I don't know about a flea flicker, Keith. That defense is they're fast. Too, I understand right? that. Here he is. Big and angry and Run fast. A, here it is. Running out of 12 personnel, Greg. Two tight ends, two receivers, one back. Hand it off to Street. Have him attack the line of scrimmage. That front seven braces for contact. And then you pitch it back to Bell. 
and you got manure, you got McLean on one side, you got <laughs> Luckett on the other. On the other, they're driving to go block the safeties first, and then they release up the field, and you throw that baby deep. You got to get Bosco back on their heels. You cannot let that defense come out and attack you. That Bosco defense is like macy blood, like sharks in the water. Yeah, they're they're pretty phenomenal. So that's my deal. I think they double them up though. GB fifty six twenty eight is my call. Yeah, no, it's good. Good call. Good call. I, I like Bosco too. I don't know what the score is going to be, but uh, I hope it's a good game. It's going to be the game of the week, seven thirty on whatever either Fox or Prime Ticket. So uh, yes, sir, Keith. That's our breakdown. That's all we got for you this week. <laughs> that is all our breakdown. That is all we have. Uh, to shout out to all the players and all the coaches out there. Go out and put your best foot forward. Let the best team and best man win. And uh, we'll be looking forward to recapping things next week here on the Transparent Truth. But as far as today's show, it's the matchup show. We're glad to have you with us. And uh, we appreciate you listening in week in, week out. Make sure you download and subscribe to the podcast so you don't miss a show every week. We love our listeners. And uh, hopefully you guys really enjoy us breaking things down on Fridays and recapping things on Wednesday. Without further ado, GB, it's time to bring this baby to a close. There's a new sheriff in town. And guess what? His name's Reggie Hammond. His name is Reggie Hammond. His name is Reggie Hammond, my man. Yes, it is. We appreciate you guys. Y'all be cool.